Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Yeah, good evening, Dan Menzel, David Wildey. Thanks to Irrigear. To save time and water, Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. If you want to give us a call to the number one 736 736 Love your company for just quality home improvements. As I welcome Dan Menzel and Dan, a couple of, uh, well, good things in cricket. The Redbacks look like they're going to win outright and Australia get their first win in the World Cup. Yes, good evening, Wills, and you're right. It's a good night for Australia. Last night it was. The first win for us, we needed that, didn't we? If we had a loss last night, it would have been... Basically curtains for the Australians, but uh, we were good. It didn't look promising, though. At, 110 or something. Yeah, like that. 125 the first wicket fell at. So Sri Lanka were uh, going really nicely with their openers and, yeah, look like, okay, we're in a bit of trouble here. What are we going to do to change this? And Adam Zamper, he was very good. Took four wickets last night. And he saw, too. You can see he can hardly move yeah. and bend and twist, but well done to Zamps. And again, third game in a row where the opposition has got after him. He went he was uh, went at nearly six and over. So they got after him, particularly in the first couple of overs, and it looked like we're in a bit of trouble, but he did wrestle the ascendancy back for Australia. Sri Lanka all out for 209, and then Australia came out in repeat and, and got there with five wickets to spare. So I did it quite comfortably in the end off the back of, I watched Mitch Marsh's innings last night. His 52 was really good. He ran himself out which was really poor but um, it's good to see him find a little bit of form as it was nice to see Inglis in a bit of form not great for Carey but um, he was good and then Maxwell and Stoinis uh, brought it home and got the job done. I thought Cummins bowled better too. He's been under, really under the pump and the Sri Lankans don't like good fast bowling even though they were none 120 they they collapsed like a house of cards, what, losing the last 10 wickets for 90 runs, 80-odd 80, 80 runs, so incredible. Yeah, it really was. And so an important win for Australia. We Our next opponent is Pakistan. So, again, it doesn't get any easier, and we need to beat Pakistan as well to stay relevant in this competition. But a little bit of form back. Uh, David Warner wasn't wrapped with his dismissal. Very unlucky. Like I, again, watching this live, it was given out. The soft signal was out by the umpire. It looked like it was going to go down leg and miss, and he certainly felt that as well. And if it was given not out, he wouldn't have been out. But, um, yeah, rightfully so, very angry. But it was good to see that Marsh was able to make some runs. And, like I said, these guys came in and got the job done. Just on that soft signal and that, if it's leg before, it's leg before. I'm starting to think if it, it's any part of the wicket, you've been hit in front, whether it be you know, this bit where the umpire gives you out or doesn't, um, and you, you review it, oh, I just don't think is it's the right way to go about it. But that's what they do. Had the umpire given Warner not out, yep. he stays not out. Correct. Even though it is just clipping just the stumps. Just clipping the stumps. Yes. Um, so oh, I think the only reason why maybe that is is because the technology might not be 100% foolproof. It might be 99%, but again, it could slightly deviate and... It, but again, watching David Warner live, that did not look like it was going to hit the no. stumps. And so I even look at that and go, is is that Hawkeye, is that DRS completely spot on? Hence oh. why he was so angry as well, because he felt looking at that, this is going to clearly miss. Must have said, I thought Steve Smith was going to hit the stumps. Yeah, that one was <laughs> uh, that one was dead plum. But um, they're concerning when uh, Smith got out, it's two for 24 at that stage. But um, yeah, look, we, we did what we needed to. And the other thing as well, we did it with 15 overs to spare. So get that net run rate back into a – 
a much better position than what it has been. Let's hear Pat Cummins on breaking Sri Lanka's strong start. You know, again, they started really well. I thought we bowled decently. Um, but to, to get those, uh, yeah, I think we're staring down the barrel of whatever, one for 130 or something like that. But the way we just stayed at it, all the bowlers came in, hit the wicket hard, did their job. Um, and, yeah, to, to have them out for 210 was great effort. They were staring 350 at one stage, weren't they? Yeah, they were. The way they started, all out for 209. And you you don't know what the pitches are doing over there. So you don't know whether it's a 350 pitch or whether it's a 250 pitch. And so, uh, yeah, when they were on 125, I thought, well, maybe we'll be able to make some runs as well. And let's not forget, Sri Lanka's last two opponents they've played, they've conceded 350 and 400 too. So it did look like this might be a good batting pitch and we'll be able to chase this down still. But, um, yeah, like I said, when we were two for 24, I thought – Oh, God, we're going to lose to Sri Lanka as well. We are in all sorts. But a a good win from the Australians, as is looking the case for South Australia, the Redbacks in the Sheffield Shield. So it stumps now. We took a a wicket, I think, on the last ball, potentially, or second last ball. So the Redbacks, they made 293, bowled the New South Wales out for 183. Then in reply in our third inning, in our second inning, sorry, we made 212. They're six for 99 at Stumps. So the game is done. They need 224 runs to win tomorrow in New South Wales. But again, we need four wickets. Hey, McAndrew, he took five for in the first innings. He's currently four for 19 in the second innings. So putting together a really nice match. Well, it's a max, men's. uh, McSweeney made 164. 64 and 100. And McAndrew's got nine wickets. Unbelievable stuff. So, hey, what's happening trade? Yeah, there's plenty going on in the trade period. And uh, we know that we've got 25 hours now, Will. So it finishes at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. So Adelaide's busy, but Port Adelaide, they are the one tomorrow that – they, there'll be plenty that will happen. And uh, we've talked about Jordan Sweet. We've talked about Soldo, Asava Radigalia. There's a bit of interest, obviously, Dersmer as well. But let's start on Asava Radigalia. So you would think that this one will get done, but it's just how it gets done. Is it a trade or does it happen in the draft? Well, let's have a listen to whether Geelong would accept pick 25 for Asava Radigalia. Asava Radigalia, we both spoke about this morning, the state of play with him and his yes. supposed move, of course, from. Geelong to Port Adelaide. I tell you, still at loggerheads, these two clubs. Now, Geelong won't do the deal for 25. Port Adelaide are saying that 25 is there and will stay there and won't be leaving there until 7.25 p.m. tomorrow. So either the deal gets done or Port Adelaide are wedded to this. They're going to take him through, I would have thought, the national draft rather than the preseason draft. Whatever, Whatever happens, they're determined to get him in the door at Alton. So that's Sam Edmund there talking about Asava Radigalia. And Wields, if, if Geelong doesn't accept that, then effectively they might get nothing for this. They, uh, the compensation potentially, but he might. And I think it sounds like Port Adelaide are happy to take him through the draft, which Chris Davies got asked about this today. Well, I guess you've got to look at all of the opportunities to, to get players onto your list. So, you know, if, if worse comes to worse and we're not able to find a deal in the next period of time, then, then that does become a live option. Um, and it's something that, that we've got to think about with not just Asava, but you know, maybe the other players that we're, we're looking at as well. Seriously, Dan, what is he worth? What do you think Radical is? Uh, He's been an okay player. Yep, 25 is definitely and good And maybe a, like a late third rounder chuck in something later, a future 
back end of third round or something? Yeah. I Sweeten look, it up? They could easily chuck something else in. I think Geelong, what Geelong's doing is 25, I think, to every other club out there would agree that that is a good deal for Asava. But I think there's still a bit of upside and unknown about Asava, and they're just worried maybe that they could be in a situation like an Aaliyah Aaliyah. Sydney lets him go. He goes to Port Adelaide, and look what he does. He comes out, and he's an All-Australian. So maybe that's a hesitation there, but... It should get done. We've got 24 hours. We'll see if it does. So that's a Sava. Zerk Thatcher is another one that we'll wait on. Jordan Sweet, we expect that one to get done? Uh, I think Jordan Sweet will be done. I don't think that's why there's not a lot of talk about that. I think they'll do that and do that well. This is Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio Update. Also, the good oil thanks to Cobram Estate. Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil grown harvested first cold pressed in Northern Victoria. So then the other one is Ivan Soldo from Richmond. So if if Port Adelaide can get Asava either through trade or in the draft, then Zerk Thatcher is the other one they're after. We know that Sweet will hopefully get done, but will Ivan Soto get done? Let's have a listen to Chris Davies. Well, Richmond have been pretty steadfast at the, the start of the period that they didn't want to lose him. And you know, obviously you know, that makes things much more harder when, when a player is under contract. But you know, Ivan is in a situation where you know, he, he wants to take hold of his career you know, he wants to be a number one ruck um, somewhere. You know, he's he's 27, 28 years of age. Um, you know, it's probably time if he if he is going to become a number one ruck at a club. It's it's unlikely going to be at Richmond in the short term. So he he wants to to leave Richmond, but equally, you know, uh, we know that they hold the whip hand in the sense that he's a contracted player. So Chris Davies there speaking about Ivan Soto. So Wilds, yes or no, will these deals get done by 7 o'clock tomorrow night? We'll start with Asava Radigalia. Yeah, I think it will. I think Geelong play play hardball, but I think if he wants to go, Port want him. I think 25 not bad. They may sweeten it slightly. Yep. I think I, Zerk Thatch, I think, will be a done deal. Yes, I agree. A local lad wants to come home. He's you know been there for a few yep. years. Sweet, I think, will be a done deal. Yep. Soldo, not so sure. Yeah, I agree. I think three of the four, I'm not sure that Soldo will get done. Uh, going the other way, Dersma gets done to Essendon. I think so. Yeah, I agree. So, just, just on the ruck, so if they get Sweet and Soldo, I mean, they'll be battling themselves for a position. Where does that leave Lysette, Vicentini, Hayes? Uh, well, I think Hayes. It's done? It, yeah, we sort of know a little bit what's going on there anyway, but uh, Lysette's body's not really up to it. Vincent is the one that they'll definitely persist with because he's still very young. And maybe could be a key forward like Ollie Lord. Yep. Do a bit of the work Look, there. it's a headache that they haven't had at the power, so they would love to have that selection headache in the ruck, and they have got a busy 24 hours ahead. The Crows, not so much. As we know Mick Adam got done today, so he has gone to Melbourne. Um but Justin Reid has spoken about the interest in Elliot Himmelberg and, and Elliot Himmelberg's future. No, I'm more inclined for Elliot to stay put. So um, I know he's at the club today uh, doing a bit of his rehab on the back of his uh, hamstring surgery. So um, Elliot's contracted for next year. So look forward to what he can produce into the future. Yeah, uh, I would have probably let him go. Yeah. Um, I really would have. He's been at the club a long, long while and, he, and he's a bits and pieces player, hasn't had a... A great gut. Let him go with his brother and help out the Giants and get something for him. No, I agree. It's just the injuries that they have at the moment, the Crows, their key position players, that I think is why they want to hold on to him. They didn't get petty. Burgess, we know, has come in. Uh, but, yeah, I think with Elliot, with McAdam going as well, Doday going as well, there's a few outs, a few delistings as well. I think they might just want to just hold on to him just in case. Just one quick run, Dan. How does it work if Radicalia goes in the preseason draft? He may- 
what if other clubs? Is it be other clubs before? Oh, they whatever. can take him. Yeah, they can absolutely take him. Now, in today's day and age, we just don't see it happen because players say, oh, I'm only going, I only want to play for this club. So clubs go, do we really want a dis- disgruntled player coming into our footy club? The other thing is, too, you get to nominate your salary as well. So clubs then have to agree to that. Now, he can put it up as high as he wants, as long as Port Adelaide agrees to pay, pay it. it. Um, so it would be interesting. I don't I don't think we'd see anyone else take it, but um, it would be very interesting. We have got a text in, actually, uh, which says, lads, Port's biggest concern is Adelaide taking him at pick 20. They will pay what he asks. They know he's not injured, and they would love him to stick it to Port. That's thanks to Costa. It's a very interesting point that you make, Costa. Um, the Crows could do that. I don't see it happening, Wilds, do you? Um be nice for the Crows to do something, cut their lunch, I reckon. Well, if, and, and, and it'd be handy. Well, with the injuries they've got. Nurry's out. With the injuries they've got, there's probably no other team in the AFL more suited to Sabah Galia than Port Adelaide, than the Adelaide Crows. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure pick 20 is what he's worth, but sometimes you have to pay overs to, to get someone. He's a big, tall lad, can take a mark. I just wonder how Aaliyah and Radicalia go on the same back line. So both see ball. They both go off the ball, uh, particularly Radical Lee. He sees the ball. He's not really worried about where his man is. Yeah. And they're both sort of intercepting defenders. A little, like I think you'd have Vasava be more your lockdown and it would free up a Lear a little bit more. And I think he can play that way. But also that comes back to the coaching element. They have to coach him into the role. But it's definitely a problem they would love to have at the power. Interesting stuff. Well, the trade is over tomorrow night. We're going to speak. I think Tom, we've got Tom Morris on tomorrow night too to, to wrap it all up and right through until 7 o'clock. That was the Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. And coming up in the show, Toby Pink. Interesting story. Toby played in the Premiership for Glenelg. He's off to North Melbourne. He played for you down at Sydney for a little while. Didn't play a league game, but I know you rate him really highly. Laurie Collard will join us from uh, talking about the Redbacks and Australia. True or false? We've done the Continental Tires AFL trade radio update. And also Lumo Energy today. Just join them. Switch. Make the, make the switch to Lumo, to the affirmative. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, 528 kilometres of range. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV, Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. Sports Day SA, David Wildian and Dan Menzel get on the show or get involved in the show, just quality home improvements, open line 1300 736 736. Time now, Dan, for... Tuesdays, true or false, all thanks to Toolkit Depot's equipment, safety gear, workwear, you name it, they've got it. Toolkit Depot, everything you need under one roof, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear, in-store and online. Okay, I'm going to start one for you. 2024, the Crows will finish in front of Port Adelaide on the ladder. Oh, that's a great one to start with. I like it. And I'm saying true. I, again, the, the draw will be easier for the Crows next year than it will be for the power because the power finished in the top six. Uh, however, I, I just, I, I really like how they finished the season. Uh, their percentage up around 115 shows that they were in games and they should have won more than what they potentially did. So I'm going to say true. I think the Crows will finish above Port Adelaide next year. Yeah, it's a long, long way out. You expect that to improve from Adelaide and, Port have been up for a long, long while. So it's, interesting stuff there. It's a great one to start with a new ball, Wilds. I'm going to, <laughs> speaking of the new ball, I'm going to go to that with a cricket and an opener. Quinton de Kock, he will be the leading run scorer in this seasonal versions ODI World Cup. 
South African opener. It's true-ish, as Malcolm Blight would say. <laughs> true-ish, I'm not sure it's definitively true. I still like Sharma from India. Yeah. He's just finding form, and, and they'll play a couple of the minnows. He can, he can make 100, or both can make hundreds in 10 or 15 overs. Well, the cock has gone back-to-back hundreds. They play yeah. Netherlands tonight oh. as well. Yeah, well, all right. I'll, look, I'll tell you what. I've got him. I've convinced I'll go you. True. I'll go true. It was true-ish, but now it's true. This one might be difficult. True or false, Australia will come from the clouds and make the World Cup cricket final. Ooh, that is a really <laughs> tough one. Well, let's start with process of elimination. So India will definitely make it. I believe South Africa will definitely make, make it. And New Zealand, those three will make it. I think that 3-0. and So then it means one more team, which would be one of either Pakistan, England or Australia. I think so. Oh, I'm going to go. So if, <sighs> if they get in, yep. then it's open. Anyone's yep. in it. I'm going to go with true because I think that England losing to Afghanistan, we still play Afghanistan. That's going to cost them. It will come down to who wins out of England and Australia, Australia. I believe. That's, what a game. Yeah. So I'm going to go with true. Uh, I'm going to go to the A-League. Wills. The A-League starts Friday night. Adelaide United, they take on the reigning champs, Central Coast Mariners. We're going to get off to a winning start Friday night. Yeah, I think often after getting belted in the final the year before, the, the loser comes in and does okay. Yeah. And it's it's here, isn't it? It Calvin is here. said the yes. first time they have the oh, first much. game home. So Friday night. I think that is definitely true. Adelaide United will beat Central Coast Mariners. Good question, though. Here's one for you. Harrison Petty won't come to Adelaide this year, but he'll be with the Ooh. Crows next year. I true like that. Um, oh. See, I think he'll have a good year next year for Melbourne, so they won't want to get rid of him. But I'll go with true because he's true. an Adelaide boy. It does happen a little bit. Um, so Sava Radaglia might be an example of that from last season. They tried to get him. They didn't. They'll get him this year. So I like that. I'm going to go true. Hey, it's a good weekend for Adelaide. We talked about the A-League Friday night. Well, Thursday night, the 36ers play, and they will go back-to-back, true or false, with back-to-back wins. They take on Southeast Melbourne yeah. Thursday night. I think they can do that. I think they can beat them and get back on the horse. That we two wins out of two, and they need it too. So... I will say true. Now, you've got the leg up too. Yeah, speaking of getting back on the horse, the leg up, Australia's fastest growing tipping service. Get a leg up on the bookies with Australia's fastest growing tipping service, thelegup.com.au. How's it Kev ran today? That was the tip yesterday at about 6 or $7. It ran third. It ran a good race, but didn't quite win. So their tip for tomorrow is Ipswich race six, number two, hurt so good. So this is a horse that hit the line strongly last star. It's stepping up to 1,350 metres and is a, in a much weaker race. It's about $3.50 as a favourite. So I think this is a good pick. It is Ipswich Race 6, number two, Hurt So Good. Yeah, Hurt So Good. I think it was a song, Hurt So Good, too, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. um, what's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. So that's uh, Race 6, number two, Hurts so good. You can also catch every NFL game this year with a game pass only on DAZN. Visit nfldazn.com forward slash NFL. It's been fantastic too that the Redbacks, yeah. suddenly some of the South Australian teams doing all right. United win next week, 36 is the one. Redbacks should get a win. Yeah. No, you're right. With a, a nice win over New South Wales, who's always really difficult to beat in all formats. But um, after losing their first and their opening Sheffield Shield game, they get back on track. They will get back on track with a win tomorrow. A great show still to come. Stick around. Toby Pink will join us. Glenelg going to North Melbourne. Also Laurie Colliver and uh, plenty more on all the trade. Dan Menzel and David Wildey, Sports Day SA.
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Sports SA, Toby Pink, not far away. All thanks to Mate. Fair dinkum internet without the fuss. Score a mobile deal as good as it can get. We're talking Mate and Henley's new home designs with drop prices. All the luxuries are now seven-star energy efficiency. Well, the Redbacks have had a wonderful day too. They're in the box seat and he need four more wickets to wrap up an outright victory and a man on the spot. He's one of Fox Sports' best too, is Laurie Colliver. And he joins us now. Hi, Loz. Well done, Dan. Listeners, good to report some good news on the boys. It's uh, been an exciting day, and they're four wickets away from their first four-day win for the season. Yeah, Laurie, it's a Mac show. McSweeney, McAndrew, it's been amazing. The one with the bat, one with the ball. Oh, mate. Um, McSweeney on the first day batted well, guts it out for 64. Brought up his 100 today in amazing fashion. He was 72 when the ninth wicket fell, and then just went bang, 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 28 off and over, and brings up the 100. And McAndrew, as you said, uh, five wickets yesterday bowled really, really well. And again today, probably carrying a bit of a, a bit of a back or a hip problem, comes in twelve overs, four for nineteen. Match figures so far nine for sixty-one. It's been unbelievable. Great performance and uh, gives us something to cheer about for a change, doesn't it? It does, and that is incredible figures. It must have just uh, the second last ball of the day when he got Daniel Hughes. So it must have just taken all of the hope from New South Wales getting Hughes, who was on 58 at the time, but now with just four wickets to remain, it looks like it's nearly done and dusted. Well, it was a bit going on late in the day. Uh, there was a bit of uh, carry-on with uh, Hughes when he was in the 40s, and uh, there was a bit of chirp coming from behind the stumps from Harry Nielsen and maybe some of the slip fielders. Uh, the game was stopped at one stage. Daniel Hughes was sort of pointing his bat there have been a couple of uh, LBW decisions that went against New South Wales. Jason Sanger given out LBW to Conway when it looked like it was doing too much and a little bit high. And uh, Jilks looked to be outside the line of off stump when Agar uh, had him leg before. So Redback seeing a few decisions go their way as well. And uh, there's certainly a bit of noise and a bit of action. And then when Mick Andrew found the edge of Hughes' bat, as you say, off the second last ball of the day, it was really icing on the cake for what was a... A great day for the team. They had to battle early with the bat. New South Wales bowled well in the morning session. And, uh, you know, McSweeney and others guts it out well and got that lead up over 320. And now they're all set for the first six points in summer. And a bit more juice in the wicket. Uh, nice to see. It's been this Adelaide over, wasn't it, Loz? Yeah, and the drop-ins have been good. You know, Karen Rolton was excellent. It didn't provide an excellent result for the home team, but the match moved quickly and... Uh, we're going to have a result inside four days here as well. So very encouraging. Full marks the first, you know, Trent Kelly down at Rolton Oval in this game at Adelaide Oval. We've seen uh, the bowlers have the advantage, it seemed, with the, the old ball as well as the new. And uh, look, the good players are still getting runs and the good bowlers are taking wickets and the catching, too, from South Australia has been very, very good. You know, yesterday, uh, Ben Menendi's catch was a beauty uh, at second slip to dismiss Hughes and then... Jake Lehman took a blind at third slip to get rid of Curtis Patterson. So the chances are being created and they're being taken and that's why the Redbacks are well on top in this game. Laurie, how do you rate the South Australian squad? We've been down the bottom for quite a while now and we look at some of the other yeah. teams. I know the, I know the main players are, are playing in the World Cup, but uh, yeah. have we got a reasonable squad now, you think, with Gillespie to work with? Well, there's plenty of bowling. Um, obviously, a few injury concerns surrounding Jordan Buckingham. Brendan Doggett and uh, Spencer Johnson sort of back, but got a bit of a hamstring at the moment. So luckily they've got plenty of bowling depth. Batting-wise, I still think we're a bit thin. There's still a few questions over Kelvin Smith. He batted well yesterday for his 31. 
Henry Hunt's a bit out of sorts in four-day cricket. He's getting runs in Marsh Cup, as is Daniel Drew, who's still technically a little bit of a concern. But, you know, guts it out well today, I thought, against some tight bowling. He's got a, a couple of 20s in the game. So I think the batting's still a bit on the thin side, but they've made enough runs in this game to, to get enough to be in front. And, uh, look, 500 in the match, 290 and 210 is going to be enough, I think. And, uh, you know, I've got another home game against WA in a bit over a week. That's going to be another great test for them against one of the real powerhouses of the competition. So I think, uh, you know, we've found out this game they're up to it. Your uh, next game is going to be a bit tougher against WA. So in between now and that next game, Laurie, we take on New South Wales in the Marsh Cup, the List A. Uh, it's now known as the One Day Cup. So we are no wins, though, from the three games so far. We've obviously got done by WA Tassie and a no result against Queensland. So a big match yeah. against New South Wales on Friday. Yeah, I think given the nature of WA's form and the format, you can get in with probably three or four wins, depending on... Um, you know, how you go. I think it's a seven-match seven comp this season. So they've really got to win the game. Nathan Lyon's apparently going to be back for the Blues, so they'll stiffen the opposition up. Uh, they've made plenty of runs, as we all know. I mean, the game in Brisbane against Western Australia, they made over, I think it was about 350. And again, it's Karen Rolton got a big score. So it's going to hinge on the likes of Fraser McGurk and Jake Lehman and others, isn't it? But the bowling's got to improve. And we had Jason Gillespie on our coverage today on KO, and he said as much that the bowling's really got to improve in the one-day stuff. They seem to be getting the runs. They've just got to make uh, a few better moves with the ball. So we'll see what happens. But four wickets tomorrow, an early finish, and then gung-ho into the one-day on Friday, a day game at 10 o'clock. Laurie, turning the World Cup, uh, good result for Australia <coughs> last night. They played a lot better. But Alex Carey, what, what's going yep. on there? He hasn't been making runs he, ever since that uh, incident at Lords. He's he sort of really struggled. What, what do you think's wrong with Alex? Definitely, he looks a shell of him for himself, and now he's lost his spot, and... Inglis comes in and makes some runs. Well, I think Lords has certainly affected him. And either side of the 90-odd he got, um, he struggled a bit. I thought it was a, a, the wrong decision to drop him for the for the second match, though, against South Africa. I, I just don't think yep. it's the right decision to make after one game in the tournament. Great for Josh Inglis that uh, he's made 50-odd last night and uh, a quick 50 it was to get Australia home comfortably. But didn't keep particularly well. He's dropped a catch in each of the matches. But, you know, you've got to give him a chance now. He's in the side. And uh, I think the Australians were a bit sharper yesterday. Obviously, Sri Lanka got off to a powerful start, none for 120-odd, and then bounced back quickly to knock him over for just over 200. But, yeah, still problems in the side. Uh, I'm just not sure if they know their best team still. And all those matches against South Africa and, and India really haven't done them any good, I don't think. And, uh, well, they've got Pakistan Friday, who will be a tough uh, opposition, certainly tougher than Sri Lanka was. And... Uh, They'll find out really where they are Friday night, I reckon. So, Laurie, you mentioned they don't know their best side. So, Travis Head, they're talking about the availability for not Pakistan Friday, but the next game, which is Netherlands on Wednesday, the 25th of October. When he comes in, does he go to the top? Of, does he go to the top of the order and open? Now, Mitch Marsh made 52 last night. It looked really good. Warner obviously yep. got out pretty cheaply. Does he go to the top, or where does Travis Head come into that lineup? I think he does. I think what may happen is uh, head up with Warner. They might have Marsh. Well, this is what I'd do. I'd have Marsh at three, Labuschagne four, Smith at five. They might go Smith three, Labuschagne four, Marsh at five. In that way, I don't think it'd be such a bad thing because I think our problem stems from middle overs batting, uh, particularly when we're batting first. I don't think we take the game on enough. And I don't particularly like Labuschagne and Smith batting together yeah. in the order. And where Mitchell Marsh can really get stuck into the spinners and put them off their length. And I think the plans of these Asian teams like India, Pakistan, are to bowl new ball, 10 overs, try and knock a few over, bowl 30 overs a spin in the middle, 
and then bowl full and straight at the end and try and clean up that way. Mitch Marsh is capable of hitting him out of the attack, whereas Smith and Labuschagne play a little bit more conservatively and, and don't uh, hit the ball quite as far as the big bison. Yeah, no, totally agree. So that means that in your order then, you're taking Marcus Stoinis out of the team, is it? So that Travis Head can come yeah. into the top of the order. Yeah, I think so. And it gives you flexibility of an extra slow bowler as yep. well. I'm not saying that you know Trav's going to bowl overs like Maxwell has, who's been one of the few positives so far yes. in the tournament with the ball. Uh, I think Trav can come in for three or four overs, but... Uh, yeah, I think probably Stornis is the one that's going to have to make way, and uh, we'll see what happens after that. Do you reckon they'll make the the top four? Dan and I were speaking about it. You want to do everything right. Australia can't afford any sort of slip-up now. Well, history says they can't make it. Uh, it's happened three times previously where they've lost their first two games and missed the semis. I know in 99, the Kiwis, I think, got in on five and a half wins out of nine games. I think you're going to need at least six wins, and that does not leave a lot of margin for <laughs> error with six games to come. They're going to have to win pretty much five of those, and have a very good net run rate to sneak in. So there's a lot of work to do, but as they say in the Classics, will day, one game at a time. We'll see what happens on Friday, and hopefully Trav can get back into that side. I know he had a hit today, uh, batting against... Uh, he had a hit the other day, batting against sort of a softball, uh, whatever that means, and he's had a hit today, a proper hit in the net. So hopefully he's uh, back up and about in a week's time for maybe the New Zealand game. We'll have to wait and see. Have you, have you seen a lack of energy... With the Australians, I mean, not for one twenty-five. I thought they're going to Sri Lanka will make three fifty and they'll win the game. They didn't, uh, and then Cummins. Yeah. I thought Cummins showed a, a lot more last night, and then that sort of followed through to the other. But they haven't been all that energetic. I didn't think Laurie in the first, you know, couple even in some of the games against South Africa previous. Oh, I thought against South Africa they looked really flat, and it, it really annoyed me that they won the toss and fielded in that game in 35-degree heat. I just thought it was right to go out there, bat first, and, and you know get a big score on the board, which they often have done. I, I'm not sure if Pat Cummins is the smartest cookie captaining, and he hasn't been around a lot lately in that side because Mitch Masters had to captain the side. thought they, again, looked a little bit flat last night while Nasanka and Kusil Pereira were going nuts. And, you know, fortunately, they knocked over Kusil Mendes and Sadira Samawikarama, who have been in great form for Sri Lanka. And once they'd sort of knocked them over, they knocked the, the air out of the the Sri Lankan innings and bowled him out for 209 and that's, it was never going to be anywhere yeah. near enough, despite the fact the left arm quick Matashanka bowled really well over, early to knock over Warner and Smith. They were, they were good in the chase and, and hopefully we'll get them back on track. Laurie, just quickly, uh, Olympics, T20 Olympics, yes or no for you? Why not? Yeah, why not? Hopefully I can get over there for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're thinking that's about why not. <laughs> they do need a scorer. They, of course they do. Hey, Laurie, thanks for that as always. And a few reports for SCN as well. Exactly. <laughs> El Colovo knows everything about cricket down there. And it looks Does. like uh, great to see Redbacks. They need a win, Dan, because they've been in the doldrums for many a year, really, haven't they? They have for far too long. And the fact that Daniel Hughes got out on the second to last ball of the day gives us almost certain confidence that they'll win because now there's four weeks to go. There's not recognised batters to come, whereas Hughes was on 58. So it's a, it's a lot to still make up another 200 runs. But not with the batters that are remaining. Yeah, and the thing is, Head and Kerry don't get to you don't get to play a lot of Shield cricket, do you? No, you're they, have, right. they stop for the big bash and they have got the test stuff after. Yeah, no, we we just we do we lose and we don't have the depth that the Eastern states have, and plain and simply, and they they lose a couple to the Australian squad, and they just bring on the other guys that are in the Australian eight squad. Yeah, I, I do. I'm I'm happy for uh, Jason Gillespie too. He's a terrific bloke and a good coach. He's coached all around the world. Ryan Harris. So four more wickets tomorrow, and it's all done. Yeah, we'll be all done. Uh, South Africa take on the Netherlands tonight. Uh, look, South Africa will be far too good, surely. 
I would think so. And your man, uh, Quentin DeCock, make another 100, get three in a row, be terrific. Uh, looking forward to that, but I don't think Netherlands have got any any chance. Or I'm looking forward to Australia-Pakistan Friday night, that's for sure. It is 6.42. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. You know, Dan, looking forward to our next guest, Toby Pink. We'll talk about his uh, his career too. Brought to you by CMC Invest. International investing made easy. Download CMC Invest today. Also, Tire Power, the great race sale right on now. Get into your local independently owned Tire Power today. First time I laid eyes on Toby Pink was an un-18 game. We were just before one of the big matches at, uh, at uh, the Adelaide Oval when he... He kicked the winning point, and it's the most amazing point I've ever seen, Dan. It landed, he's about 75 out, so we thought no yep. chance. 2016 Macca's Cup grand final it was. Lands about 10 out from goal, and there's 30 players where the fall of the ball somehow gets through and scores a point. I thought, wow, is this kick in play? And uh, Toby joins us now. Hi, Toby, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you guys? Mate, congratulations. Lots lots happened in the last month for you. You drafted to North Melbourne, a winning grand final for Glenelg, so it's been a... Pretty good last uh, four or five weeks, hasn't it? No, it has. It's been a uh, busy month for me, especially, you know, the last couple of weeks. Um, trying to celebrate a premiership, but then also trying to organise everything to move over to Melbourne. So. You had a wonderful year for Glenelg. How, when was the first interest in you, perhaps, um, you know, going back and having another crack at the AFL? Uh, well, it's always, you know, been a dream to get back in the AFL system. Um, you know, I didn't really get much interest till this year because this has probably been my you know best year and I've tried, slowly made a transition into the back line so um once that's happened I've just yeah this year's just been a, a big win for me so Pinky congratulations mate on getting picked up by North Melbourne obviously spent a year with you at Sydney and uh I've seen you playing in the sample uh firsthand the last few seasons and well, it was the thing that it was amazing to me, to be honest. Pinky came back from Sydney, he played in the forward line when he got back to Glenelg. Now, I knew he was a defender. I think he probably knew he was a defender. And, and he's shown it the last couple of seasons and has dominated at sample level. So, mate, I'm wrapped that you got the opportunity. For you, did you always see yourself as a defender or you, you thought, no, nah, maybe forward line might be for me as well? Uh, well, I was actually a defender when I was um, going through country juniors and um, sort of made a transition to the forward line when I started um, playing juniors at Glenelg and then, you know, obviously drafted as a um, forward. So I've always probably gone through that defender phase, but I've been thrown around a lot. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm way more comfortable in the back line, I feel, um, especially the last couple of years um, has been good for me. So, yeah, I find myself as a defender for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. And the reason I mention that, Wilds, is he's done a job on me a number of times, uh, unfortunately, and he's got the chocolates over me in the last couple. So <laughs> there's, uh, it's no surprise, mate, that you did get drafted uh, or redrafted to North Melbourne because your work, your lockdown work for Glenelg, uh, particularly this year that you mentioned, has been sensational. You've done a job. Is that what the messaging is from the Kangaroos, that we just want you to come in and be a really reliable lockdown defender on whoever it may be for the opposition? Yeah, that's it. You know, um, with Mackay gone and you know, Griffin Lowe injured, um, they sort of needed a mature body to to come in and um, just be able to play, you know, round one straight away. I think they've got, you know, a few younger players coming through, but um, not anyone that's um, sort of got the mature body and the, you know, mindset like me. So Now, we believe you're in Melbourne now, just gone across. You, you've met with Alistair Clarkson? 
Not yet, no. I've um, yeah, just just got over today, so just trying to sort out uh, living in that, and then um, pretty sure I'll get into the club maybe this week and get shown around. Let's just go back uh, to Glenelg. Um, I, I thought the Bays played almost the perfect game, was it? I mean, you always had had the wood over Sturt in that game. I never thought you were going to lose it. But you've got to go back to the coach too, don't you? You get a late change of coach, and I think he took your first training session generally the third. I mean, Darren Reeves, as, as much as the boys have played, well, we must have had that ability to mould mold you back into a team, and it was a very impressive year by the Tigers. For sure. You know, we were pretty lucky. We got a pretty good... Um leadership group who you know took us over in December um got us through pre-season before Reva come but um yeah as you said Reva coming in um you know just the connections he's built and the you know the game style and you know the, the type of bloke he is um everyone just wanted to you know ride and work hard so um yeah we're pretty we're really happy that we ended up getting Reva. Yeah, so so from the year before to one year I mean you still had a lot of those players a lot of the guys been there for a while what do you think was the main difference that he brought to the club that uh, allowed you to go all the way? I think just um, building the connections throughout the whole squad. I think there's um, over the last couple of years, we sort of had, you know, two teams throughout the club. And I think he's just brought everyone together and, um, you know, backed everyone in and, you know, really brought the confidence out of um, the young blokes, um, which really strived, uh, you know, leaders to keep, you know, um, performing, so I yep. think that's the main thing he did for us. Pinky, you had the three seasons at Sydney and, and played 41 NEFL games in that time. The learnings from that experience from your three years with the Swans and then obviously coming back to Glenelg and, and now getting the opportunity again at North Melbourne. Yes, for sure. I, mean, you know, I was I'm a completely different person now from back then, more mature um, compared to a you know quite 18-year-old, so um I'm sure I'll be all right just as soon as I crack into pre-season and hopefully get um, a few more games into the AFL. So. Do they play slightly, Dan, you know this, do they play slightly different AFL? Now you see the some of the guys that cover the most ground are the full forward and the full back or the, the back pocket and the forward pocket the way they go up and down. So no doubt fitness will have to even go to another level for you, even though you've been in the system. Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, I've been trying to get onto their running program this week and it's a step above um, sample, that's for sure. So I'm just going to have to knuckle down. I always had a good body, touch wood, but um, yeah, just going to knuckle in, get fit and um, yeah, compete really. Now, do you know anyone at North Melbourne, anyone you know closely? Nah, not, wow. not really. You know, I, was, I did spend that 2020 year in the VFL system there and um, that was peak COVID, so didn't make... Um, too many appearances at the club, but um, yeah, pretty much a different slate compared to then. So yeah, I'm sure I'll be all right making new friends. So yeah, you'll have no issues at all, Pinky. So to those out there, in particular those North fans out there that might be listening, what do you pride yourself on? What I obviously know a few of your absolute strengths, but what do you really pride yourself on? And you're looking to bring next year that can um, make you put your hand up, I guess, for round one. Yeah, well, you know, I obviously hate hate losing so um you know i find myself as a competitive person and um i know i've you know i'm pretty quick for my size so mm. hopefully i can you know be able to go in there make an impact straight away and um yeah from my body around yeah i i uh, definitely agree with that Wilds his closing speed is good pinky so um now you're over there whereabouts are you going to live and uh and then the next couple of weeks how's that going to look before pre-season starts 
Yeah, so we've we've got a place in Ascot Vale, lovely place, not too far from the Flemington race course. So um, what I've heard, it's um, a good place, and that's where most of the boys uh, go to. So yeah, the next this week is pretty much um, unpacking, getting packed, all set up into that house, and then um, yeah, just trying to get fit before the pre-season starts. So. And so your partner Chloe's pretty wrapped that she's moving back over to Melbourne, is she, or is she uh, a little bit disappointed to be leaving Adelaide? Nah, she's wrapped, wrapped for me for sure. Um, you know, she came over 2020 as well and didn't really experience it because um, of the COVID lockdown. But um, yeah, I think Melbourne is a you know a suitable place for us both. We do love the lifestyle here, so I'm sure she will like it too. Now, Toby, we started with that kick back in 2016. We'll end with it too. Um, I said it was about you about 75 out. I thought you had no chance. One of the most amazing things in footy, really, isn't it? You look up and you... You see about twenty players on the on the goal line and forward. You kick the ball, somehow it bounces, goes through, and you win a grand final. That's it. Yeah, it's a you know, I guess it's a footballer's dream to <laughs> be able to kick, kick it from um, after the siren in a grand final. And yeah, as you said, it didn't end up making a distance, but somehow rolled through pretty much their whole side on the goal line. So yeah, it was wrapped about that. I haven't don't hear about much, that much. So yeah. Yeah, well, Toby, we look forward to your journey next year and we'll certainly keep in touch with you on Sports Day. And all the best, as Dan said, you deserve it. You've been a key defender in the Sandfall and uh, you get a second chance. You'll be better for the for that. And good luck with North Melbourne. Thank you. Cheers. Great work, Pinky. You've mentioned him a couple of times. You thought a very tough player to stand. He somehow... When you think in the right position, he gets in your way or the body uses his body well. Yeah, he's just he's very good down back. He has that closing speed. He knows how to use his body. His craft's really good. I've said it for the last couple of seasons, particularly internally at the Eagles and to a few of my mates, that he's the best lockdown defender in the competition. And a lot of people have sort of been like, you reckon? And have questioned that. Yeah. And, and I've said, no, no, believe me, like I've played on, obviously, all the defenders in the competition. And, and it's no surprise that he's getting that recognition. The one that was surprising for mine was he did come back and play in the forward line at Glenelg. And they had Hosey, that, well, they had McBain and Reynolds at that time and Hosey as well, yeah. sorry, in the 2021 grand final. And Pink was in that forward line as well. They move him back and uh, and look what happened. So they win a grand final. But interestingly for Glenelg, they lose. Max Proud is retired. Toby Pink gets drafted and uh, Brody Newman, they're three key defenders. He yeah. moves on as well. So they're going to have to recruit and replace those three. But um, absolutely wrapped that, yeah, Toby gets the opportunity he, again at AFL level. He's a big boy, but he's got good closing speed. 195 centimetres. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. He's going to need it at AFL level. He's going to plan a few guys that will probably be 200 centimetres. But he's got some. He's got really good reach in there that we'll be able to get him through. Yeah, great story there. Toby Pink, no doubt about that. Beaumont Tiles giving away a trip for two to America to footy's biggest game with over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance, T's and C's apply. Uh, we started with the cricket. We might end with that. Um, English making runs. Mm. Oh, so, um, you don't want to see anyone fail, but I was half hoping he'd miss out so Kerry comes back in. But it's going to be hard, isn't it, when you come in and make a, a quick 50 and yep. look pretty good. Yep. And he's in a bit of nick, actually, English. His form with a bat has been good apart from the first failure he had. Oh, I mean, I asked Daniel Cherney about this last night and said, is it curtains for Alex Carey this tournament? He said, oh, you can't make a big call like that this early. Well, it pretty much is. And people might not like hearing that, but he he's mentioned... one score away and one well, more good score well, away. The other thing is, too, he mentioned that English 
adds an extra dynamic or a different dynamic to that lineup that they don't have. And when they're in a little bit of trouble, someone can come in and change the game. And he did it last night. So I think that that just shows, okay, this lineup looks a lot more solid with him in it because he does add something different to the bats. He plays ramps and all sorts of shots. So I think that he'd have to fail the next five or six innings and it's the end of the tournament. If he fails the next five or six innings, we aren't going to make the finals anyway because you don't want him batting at number five that much anyway. So I think that, yeah, it's Inglis. He'll hold on to that spot now for the rest of the tournament. Are they back, Australia? It's only Sri Lanka. No, I wouldn't say they're back. No, it's only Sri Lanka. We play Pakistan in our next matchup. If we lose to Pakistan, then it's almost curtains again because they're going to be one of the teams fighting for the top four spot that we were trying to sneak into. And Pakistan have started quite well. They lost one game to India, but if they beat us, they go to three and one. We go to one and three. Then we're in a lot of trouble. see what England and New Zealand have played too. Yeah, exactly right. So it's, it's tough. We've got to make sure we beat Pakistan first. Have a great night. Good day for South Australia. The Redbacks, too. We'll do it all again tomorrow. All the draft news tomorrow. Can't wait with Tom Morris. Massive. Mate, have a great night. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.